How would you describe maybe the level of activity on the trade talk front and how busy it is for you right now? As it is with every year, there's a lot of calls. Certainly, maybe I'm getting more calls and making more calls just based on how our season ended and some of the discussions I had with the media and with our team. I think a lot of the managers were waiting on the expansion and the rules. We were given kind of a thumbnail sketch of the rules, and I think we're going to get a more firmer set of them soon, if we haven't received them already this morning. So I think that will maybe loosen some stuff up. There's a lot of talk, and we're no secret we're in the market for a defenseman, and we're fully engaged, and we've got a pretty high pick. So it's actually been exciting, and it will ramp up until tomorrow. I would listen to, and I am listening to offers for it. I wouldn't rule it out. At this point, what's your sense of whether you will be picking up for tomorrow? I don't know. As I said, the calls have been ramping up. Nothing has really jumped out at me. So I would say maybe less than 50% at this point. What's your question again? That I'm going to pick it for or I'm going to trade it for? Will you pick it for? Oh, no, greater than 50%. Because the Oilers seem to be the wild card. People are talking about the draft may start at four in some ways. Well, I mean, leading up to, I don't know, halfway through the spring, there's a pretty firm line. I've seen it between three and then after that. That may have blurred a little bit, but, I mean, we're going to get a heck of a player at four. So we're happy picking. It was disappointing that we got knocked down a couple of pegs in the lottery, but we got our desserts last year, so I'm okay with four. Did you make an offer to Columbus for the third pick? Well, I'm not going to talk about any specific discussions on that stuff, but we will, you know, we're talking up and down the draft. I can tell you that. At the end of the season, you said you were fairly confident. You felt you would find a way to upgrade your defense. Now it's closer, I guess, to kind of go time. There's a lot of trades this time of the year. Do you feel just as confident with the conversations that you can get a deal done via free agency or trade? Yeah. No, the discussions have been both plentiful and productive. Yeah, I still feel the same confidence that we can get a, whether it's prior to tomorrow, whether it's prior to July 1, whether it's after July 1. So I'm not putting like a, an emphasis. I mean, if it's if it's tomorrow, it's going to involve the pick, yeah. right? So, does it have to be a right shot defense? And that seems like the obvious thing. But are are you open to just wanting to upgrade whether it's left or right? I'm I'm leaning towards right shot. Like I, I really feel we need the more of the righty lefty in our group. Um, so I'm leaning more towards the right shot. How much did uh, the expansion rules that you have in place affect? maybe what you might be planning to get done this offseason. You could argue a couple of defensemen would help you, but then you get into protection issues next year and stuff. Yeah, no, that's a good question. There's some limitations. You have to accept the fact that you're going to lose a player. You know, So um, we it, we incorporate that into our planning. Um, whether we're going to go 7-3 or, or 8 skaters, we're, we're looking at both scenarios, and, and we're looking at the... Uh, 
know, the game's played requirements and uh, for your those players you have to expose. So, yeah, it's part of the planning, and, and, and certainly we're taking that into account. Do you sense that other players around the league might be sprung loose because of that, that same planning ahead? Maybe there's some players that are, that are out there now. Um, I think what what happens is that you have to be committed to losing a player, and you can't you can't just focus solely on planning around the expansion draft unless you're going to lose a significant player. Mm-hmm. Um, at least at least with the managers that I've talked to, that's kind of a shared feeling. So um, you know, again, if you're going to lose a significant player, then then maybe you have to get out ahead of it. So have you reached out to Lucic's agent since LA is not? Looking like they're gonna sign well, I, I, I certainly I can't talk to any player that's going to be a free agent before um, before I think it's Saturday at a certain time. So I ha- no, I haven't. Do you expect to be fairly active in this period where you can talk to some of these guys ahead of time? I think it's a productive period, the shopping period, and I think you can you can get a real good sense of where things are going to go. And and I think the reason for putting it in is to kind of temper that kind of race that starts on noon on, on July 1st, and I think it does that. So uh, we'll, we'll have discussions, we'll have meetings, and as, as will most other teams. Pete, how would you gauge the possibility of, of including your fourth overall pick in a trade for an impactful defenseman in the next 24 hours? I've had discussions that include that pick. So um, it's certainly, it's like we're looking at all the different options, making the pick, trading down, um, um, including that pick in a trade for a defenseman. Um, all the, I'm looking at all those options. I've had discussions with teams on all those options. How much more comfortable do you feel assessing your team now that you had a full year, seeing all the players, maybe getting to know their personalities? And have, has it your opinion on any of your guys varied either way? You don't have to name names as far as now that you've got to know your team better. Yeah, anytime you can spend a full year uh, in the locker room and and from the press box and. And to know how your coach is going to integrate, and uh, to know the personalities, to see them away from the rink, definitely get a better appreciation, a better evaluation. Um, I, you know, you're def- I'm definitely in a better spot to to uh, to address the needs of this team now, as anyone would be after one year. Some people from the outside suggest, you know, maybe there's something just wrong with the, the culture, for say, in Edmonton. You've overseen it for a year. Do you agree with that at all? Did there need to be a change? Was there an attitude that needed to be altered within your group? Well, I, I think whenever you have a, a string of, of uh, unproductive years, I think you have to look at everything, including that. So it's something we're looking at. And it's something that, uh, having spent a year uh, on top of it, that you can, you can, you can sense that certainly it, it may be self-fulfilling because that's all it's talked about. But, you, you know, you, you get a sense of it a little bit. And it's, it just, it's an area when... You know, when you lose, you gotta you gotta fix things and you gotta make changes. So that's that's what we're looking at doing. On some players as to whether you're gonna qualify them or you're, they're gonna become free agents. Or haven't haven't, de- haven't decided. Yeah, Luke Gatsik haven't haven't decided yet. No, haven't decided yet. We're we're meeting here and, and we'll meet early early uh, early next week on that. There seems to be this sense that in order for you to fix the blue line up that maybe some of your high-end forwards would need to be the, the, the cost of doing that. Are you getting the sense you can fix the blue line without necessarily having to touch that core group of a few guys up front? There are, there are some situations where I can I think I can provide a temporary fix that might bridge a gap a little bit. I don't know if that's the route we want to go. Um, I would like to have a, 
again, back to the righty-lefty thing, I'd like to have a kind of uh, a solid defender in there that can that can play a versatile game, that can play in the top four. Um, doesn't mean we're going to fix it out in one fell swoop either. So, but you know, I'd like to. I'd like to get some permanence to, to kind of the first step in fixing it. Oh, that costs you more. Yeah, 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 it'll cost more, yeah. How tough is it to get a number one defenseman in this it, It's hard. I mean, you know, over the years we've had discussions with teams I've been with, like how many true number one D are there? there maybe there's 12. So so there's 30 teams and maybe there's 12 number one D. So, so, so I, I mean, like to, to, to think that you, you're going to get a number one D, it, it's tough. It is tough. Peter, from an overall perspective, I mean, this we're coming off a, a playoffs in which there was no Canadian teams, and the fact that you know they're all, they're all in that top 15 of, of, of drafting. How important? I think is we're it? all at this hotel too. <laughs> <laughs> how important is it? To ha- I mean, for, for the NHL to have a competitive Canadian, um, you know, presence in the playoffs, and, and, and how much might this be a start to that? This well, it, I mean, it's very important. I mean, you see, you know. Uh, I mean, you, you, we're all going to improve by this draft. Um, it, this draft just won't put a team over the top, one of the Canadian teams over the top. I mean, they're, it, I, I don't know. I don't know when the last time it was when all the Canadian teams didn't make the playoffs, or uh, one of the Canadian teams didn't make the playoffs. So it, they're an important part of the fabric of the league, and you know, this 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 will help. But then there'll be moves, and I, you know, I talked to all the Canadian GMs and. We're all kind of scrambling a bit because we know that uh, you know our markets want and demand winning teams, so we're all in the same boat. You want to get a free agent, and it costs you a lot of money. Are you going to have to get rid of your one of your higher end players? Or do you have enough cap room to go out and get pay a lot of money for a free agent? <laughs> to pay a lot of money, uh, um, you, you know, we've got we've got we've got cap room. Uh, we've got flexibility. Um, and if we if we decide to go after an expensive free agent, we'll make sure that uh, we're in a good spot cap wise. You say there's there's maybe 12 number ones in the league, <clears throat> and you clearly would have to draft one to get one. Let's say, is there a number one in this draft for you by your eye? Um, I think there's some number twos, and I think if you pull the GMs in the league on the, those 12 number ones, they may say there's 15 number ones or 16 number ones. So some of those twos. I mean, can you draft, you draft a defenseman? One, uh, I, I, can you I, draft a defenseman who you think might be a number one defenseman in time? Can I? Yeah. Is, is there is there one available? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I answered that. Like there there might be. <laughs> there might there might be there might be. There's there's definitely twos, but uh, but my point was is that if you pulled all the GMs and I, I may say there's 12 number one D in the league, maybe there's 18. They, they feel that they're sick. So maybe those D that are available in the top end of the draft are, can can be a number one. But I wouldn't say there's a clear-cut number one, no. Pete, in your end-of-season news conference, uh, it, at least from the outside, felt like a shot across the bow when you seemed to indicate that a lot of guys were available other than Connor. And it seemed to me like you were telling your colleagues, other GMs, to pick up the phone and, you know, Make you some offers. I mean, has that transpired? I mean, what kind of reaction did that, did that get? Well, there's like there's certainly I don't know if it was a shot across the bow, Pierre, but it was. I mean, like it was a strong message, and it was it, it really, you know, we since that point we've been looking close at, at our group. Um, there's been well, there's been a lot of a lot of calls. We have some talented players on our team. Uh, there's been a lot of calls, and 
the one thing is that you have to be where I mean they undervalue like we I mean I think if you asked every GM they always think the deals aren't good enough the deals aren't good enough everyone doesn't truly appreciate your players and I can say the same thing right now but that's a common refrain from GM so they're probably saying the same thing did you get a goalie at this draft too to back up for Cam at the draft yeah next yeah, should we dra- I draft a goalie yeah well you're going to draft a goalie, Jim, and he won't be ready for six or seven years. I mean, if if we're going to address the goaltending now for the for the backup, uh, Boussois will challenge, and uh, we may look to add uh, someone else to challenge too. But not not the draft. It's too it's too early. To, yeah. How much does that new goalie chart come into the evaluation of? of you know, the backups that you might bring into camp? You know, a lot of the goalie guys think that could really change how some guys play. Oh, the uh, the the, uh, the, the sands and the uh, pants and the shoulders. Um, we talked about that in our amateur group. I mean, I think everyone's looking for big goalies, so it's a level playing field. I think I don't think it'll change. Like, will we look for even bigger goalies? Maybe, but you know, we, we've we've done threshold work on goalies under six two and, uh, and and where they where they land and stuff. So. I don't think it's going to change anything. I mean, it's going to uh, it's going to change globally the amount of goals that are scored, which is good. So that's part of what we're trying to accomplish. At that threshold, is the goalie position now the one that's maybe hindered the most just by size? Like you can see small defense can be effective in small forwards, but goalies under six two, like are they really in a hard boat moving forward the way the league's going? Well, it, it, it I mean, what was that one stat? There hasn't been a goalie to win a Stanley Cup. Maybe, uh, but before this year, uh, there's been one goalie over six two to win the Stanley Cup before this year. What's what's Matt Murray? He's, he's six three and a half. Six three. Six four. So so, you know, like if you're smart enough and you see the ice well enough, those six one goalies they'll find a way. But as scouts, as as managers, you look you whenever you're looking at a goalie, you, the first thing that enters your mind is how big is he and how athletic is he. 